All right, let's kick it off. What's up, guys? John Sintes, Cutter Nation Baseball, Alex Rojas, Namaste Strength. We meet together for Let's Win a Ball Game podcast. If you don't understand what we're saying, Let's Win a Ball Game is the strategy part of the game, which actually is the only thing that matters. It's the math problem to all the mechanical practice work that you're doing thrown into the testing strategies of winning the damn game. So you play to win the game, and I will start off with – I will start off and change the score. Uh, if you want to support us, uh, we got hoodies. I got a brand-new design I just put on. I really got into this whole AI drawing stuff. It's pretty cool. I got a bunch of new stuff coming out. I'm actually going to revamp a lot of our old phrases because the phrases don't go away. Um, but you want to update the art into it. So be on the lookout for that from our online store. If you're in San Diego and you need some training, throwing, hitting, catching, strength training, we're, we're your stop. We're one-stop shop. We got everything that you need. Hit tracks, track man, video analysis, arm care. We're here to help pitchers and baseball players and hitters become better and have a better, smarter training plan for their life, not the season. So, thank you. And Alex, you can go ahead. I ain't got a lot to say right now except for this, right? Because I got some other stuff I want to talk about. But I am the TBC hitting director. Shout out to everybody that is working out in the Bay Area right now. We just had tryouts start this week. So baseball is officially underway, and we're excited. Little uh, little uh, lack of attendance in the facility the last two days just because guys are getting back in the swing of it. Um, but I want to talk about these. So shout out to Lefty Swag Bats. I became an affiliate with these guys maybe like two weeks ago. And we implemented these with a variety of different age groups. I really like them. Now there's a couple of different drawbacks that you have to understand when you like you use a stick bat. But, wow, where do you go? I'm not sure. But um, one of the things that I really like about these and that all of these bats have is that these skinny barrels really work well with plyo balls. They really allow a lot of instant feedback to come to the sweet spot. So that's what we want to do as soon as possible. And going with what John said, um, had a come to Jesus moment walking my dog. The idea of player development is to basically get to the strategy part of the game as fast as possible. Because the physical side of things, that's going to come like, at a certain point, you have to have these windows of development, but once you're done building the bat speed or the ability to hit the ball over somebody's head, you have to be able to do that in a real game and then knowing how to do that. So uh, one of the things that um, I learned with these things is that it's very similar to hitting a plyo ball when you hit a real baseball because the amount of topspin that I see guys have or the amount of side flare that I see you guys have is pretty instant feedback, instantaneous feedback, I should say. So if you guys want to get a piece of these, I'm still making some content or I'm doing some stuff for these guys. Um, you can use my, my discount code. It's on my profile. But one of the things that I learned yesterday while I was using these with some younger guys, not yesterday, but Monday, is that a lot of you guys, and I'm, and I'm talking to high school players, you guys should probably swing 34 sooner rather than later. And, and I think a big part of that is what John talks about, which is the strategy part of the game. 
like you're trying to minimize how much you're trying to do and just maximize what you're thinking about, right? Like, you know what you're doing in the situation. The easier you have power off your bat, you don't have to think about having power. So the bigger bat you have, mass times force equals acceleration. I think a lot of guys need to start swinging bigger bats. I think we need to get out of the uh, light bat era with these guys and uh, start getting into the heavy bat era. Like go go back to 1960 something when teams swung like drop three wood bats in Little League or like some even wood bats or whatever it was. But what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Hey, uh, in Mexico, they they do wood only leagues, um, where they swing yeah. like a drop five wood bat, and so like that makes all the sense in the world. And it's like a little big barrel situation. So, yeah, um, Lefty Swag, love them too. We got a discount code coming as well with that. So, you know, big big fan of those guys. We met them at the ABCA. We're putting together some fun stuff for them as well. Um, I will say that. Um, you know, as the strategy of the game goes, you know, if you only get three or four at-bats, you know, change the score has to be the idea of what you're trying to get into. And so shout-out to Johnny Gomes for the beautiful clip that he gave us um, where I just asked him how to change the score. And he went off at the ABCA, so it was pretty fun. Um, full vlog coming soon on all that stuff as well. Um, but in the meantime, I will say that, you know, um, the development of what, what I see with a lot of your guys and what happens is interesting and something like that, swinging a smaller bat to help hand-eye coordination and a smaller ball, you know, can you speak on what happens as you transition from the stick to um, hitting baseballs with your bat? Uh, for me personally, I haven't done that much swinging with it in front toss, but a lot of the guys that have done it, my best my best was the first day that I brought the underload bat, and I'm going to get him on video swinging it probably tomorrow. But he broke his PR with the underload bat than he did with the axe bat. So he actually hit the ball harder with the underload uh, lefty swag bat than he did with the axe bat, which you're designed to actually hit that axe bat pretty damn hard. And one of the things that he said was it actually felt like I had to – let me rephrase that. I cared less about making contact because I knew I was going to. Because he had used this stick bat. He just was so comfortable with swinging. He almost just trusted everything about his swing. He just let it go. Hi, buddy. Yeah. Sorry, just having a quick Birdo conversation. Um, yeah, um, and we'll, uh, we'll do that after this. Um, sorry about that, buddy. Yeah, I, um, you know, I heard I heard you a little bit there. Um, I'm I'm interested to see when we get those sticks in our hands, what's going to happen with our guys on it too, because it's just it just makes too much sense, you know. Why why are you trying to train the easy way? You know, it makes it makes no sense to to do. You know, I mean, we've we've got another company that we've got these Bluetooth sensors that I that I kind of like like putting some of our older guys into this stuff before they hit and after they hit to just help test the brain and because it's a it's a um, game form of um, what happens so you know that combined with actually swinging and hitting something that's harder to do 
how, how does your player development not accelerate? You know, and I think, you know, just like what Bauer put out recently, if you saw that video, I, you can – there, of course, there's some elite high school coaches and there's some elite college coaches. But, like, we're just – if that were the case, then how come the Caribbean has over 50% of the players? Like, that's the thing you got to look at. You know, I, I, I just – it's really hard to – compete with these guys when like that's their job from 12 their job is is literally to learn how to hit the ball as far as possible you know and the way that they do it it's so hard like like Vatia is such a hard yeah. concept just in that and of itself like hit this thing right okay now hit the shit out of it like well first thing is you got to hit this tiny little object that's about the size of your thumbnail and it's moving at probably 30 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour. I don't know how fast they can flick those things, but probably, right? You got to hit with a fucking stick. <laughs> That's just a crazy concept. Um, but one thing that I wanted to comment on that was, um, like, the stimulus of a baseball reaction, it's so fast. Like, the idea of live at bats and, like, getting that, that half a second reaction time that you have for ball out of hand to the hitting zone, you only have that much time. It's so hard. There's nothing in a weight room that you can really do. Um, you know those little reaction balls? Like those like knobby reaction balls? That might be the closest thing that you yeah. can like warm up the brain to do that I've been doing with my guys, more of my little guys. Oh yeah, what did he say? It really makes him adjust barrel control into contact. That's true. Um, that is so. Here's one of the trippy things about the uh, like the axe bats weigh the same as this. Not this one. This is the no load, right? Some of my guys that they can hit 90, 95 plus with the axe bat. When they grab that lefty swag bat, they go, "Oh my god, this is so heavy!" And it's kind of a humbling concept because you still need that factor of resistance. Like, that's another thing that if you guys check out my story, I posted a um, – because I've been doing some strength conditioning as well with our guys on uh, – not really strength conditioning, just sled running. And one of the things that you get in sled running is horizontal force production, right? And one of the things that the weight room teaches us is vertical force production. But we're in the business of hitting projectiles or throwing projectiles forward, not upward, Right? We focus on going forward. So the weight room helps us with, like, achieving max velocity because in order for you to hit top velocity when you're running, you got to be upright. But in order for you to get to top velocity, you got to be horizontal. So guys that are a little bit too tall in their stance, these things kick their ass. So we're getting guys a little bit more athletic in their stance, a little bit more um, – shout out to Trotsky, dude. I was watching some of his infield videos. Just having guys that are athletes in the box. Like, that's what we need more of, right? But it's from the start, like your setup and your stance and how you move to the ball and how you hold your weight back, that's how you're going to produce your athleticism. These do a lot better job of maintaining the hand-eye quality. The axe bats, you kind of lose that because guys get a little lazy because they know that my barrel is going to run into it. But now you don't get that concept of being lazy and how to change the score going with that like i think that needs to be more about like 
the technique aspect. Like that's a part of the game. Like we need to stop teach like mechanics should be very much like sprint work. Like we should all have a coaches conference, like every coach in the, in the United States, uh, almost like a convention, right? Where everybody shows up and we talk about like, there's, there has to just be a core of drills, right? Because I think everyone can kind of agree on strength conditioning. That's why we have like a USDA, right? The United, or USSCA, United States Strength Conditioning Association, right? that we've agreed upon how these things work. I really think we're missing the beat. Like, whoever San Diego cap hitting this, hell yeah. I think we're missing the beat on um, on what we're teaching, guys. And that's one of the things that I think that the Caribbean countries have kind of come together on, because a lot of their guys look so similar. Like, they're just clones of the swings and the throws. They're just matched the shape to the body type, right? It's like, you still got to do this, but you got to do it for your height. And I think it's because they, they've got a better agreement on things. So I know I'm on board with what you teach for the throw. I don't know shit about throwing. So I just like, when I watch somebody throw in a game, that's what matters. Like, I don't really care about throwing drills. I just care about what you do on the mound. But hitting, there is a little bit of like a drill idea to it because it's like you'll never hit a home run in a game if you've never tried doing it in BP. You have to try to do it. You have to, it's just a technique. It's just like throwing a breaking ball in the dirt. And that that goes to the idea of changing the score. We gotta teach kids how to change the score when they're nine. Like at the same time as you're teaching them technique. And not this bullshit first and third, like bunt plays, like just they all hidden behind the word fundamentals, by the way. The fundamentals of baseball. Like, I think, no. I think like I'm over it. Like if you bunt two times, you should be kicked out of the stadium if you bunt twice in a row in a travel yeah, game. Like, you should be. He gone. There has to be. There has to be something besides West Coast baseball to to try to convince people to change the game. Like West Coast baseball works to teach somebody, like honestly, how to swing because it kind of makes sense. Hit the ball the other way. Hit the ball up the middle, and then hit the ball in the air. Makes sense, right? It's easy to add up, right? But. Then you have the idea of like, okay, that guy throws a hundred, like, <laughs> or that guy throws ninety-five with a split piece that vanishes. Like, good luck trying to hit the inside half of that, right? You gotta have a different strategy. Yeah. What do you do now? What, yeah. what do you do like, now? That's a part of it. It's like your quality of competition matches your ability to have strategy. I've been watching those youth prospect guys. Those kids are smart. Like those kids go in there and they talk about like a lot of different stuff, but I watched, I don't know what, it was, it was like five star or whatever. I watched them put up five runs without hitting a ball in the air. They just hit like six or seven balls that were maybe like head height, maybe one hopper through the infield, but they loaded the bases and they changed the score really fast. One of the things that I saw was they kept the bases loaded for as long as they could. And I think that's the way to change the score. It's like, how do we keep the bases loaded? It's not by swinging and hitting jacks. It's by just smoking the ball over people's heads or through the infield. And they put up five runs like that on a D1 dude. I forgot what school was. But it was like, they're all in Florida and Alabama and Georgia. So it's always like a South Carolina commit versus like a Texas commit and all this. But you're seeing high-level guys not trying to hit bombs to change the score, but they're still changing the score. So to go with what you said, 
I know I'm talking a lot today, but it goes with that. You have to understand how to change the score. How can you keep changing the score? How do you change the score as a, as a you and a, a royal you, your team? Because there's you, right? Like, do you hit bombs? No, I don't. I'm a line drive guy. Okay, why are you hitting? Why are you swinging for the fence, bro? Hit a fucking 90 mile an hour bump and, like shot in the gap and clear the backs. Let's do that. Like, let's shot. Do that. Shot. Or if you know you're a contact guy, just keep the train rolling. Get a base hit. Let the next guy up do damage. But like the point, like it's like slow pitch softball. Like you watch those A level teams or B level, they get like three home runs in a game. And they wait till the base is loaded, then they go Jimmy Jack. Because a solo home run, you only get three home runs in a game, right? You just hit a home run, and you only got one run out of it. Sick. Like, do damage, bro. Like, when it's the time to do damage. You just just took me into um, Colombia versus Dominica Republic in in, – the Caribbean series right now, and uh, okay, what's your prediction? Colombia versus Dominican Republic. Who Bro, wins? I can't name one. And what's the score? I'm gonna say. And what's the Dominican score? Dominican Republic seven, Colombia four. Okay, Colombia beats Dominican Republic eleven to nothing. Wow, and not only wow, like all the tricks, and you. So I'll send you the video, but. There are condensed games that are like five, six minutes long on YouTube. And they also have an every pitch version of it, too. And last night I was watching some of it, and I was just, like, blown away because the Dominicans started off with they – a, they have a veteran soft lefty that's, like, just curveball cutter split dominant and very good from what he's doing. And uh, just phenomenal, just unreal guy. Well, sometimes you run into teams that don't give a shit. And they just enjoy you flipping it up there. And that's what happened. They weren't trying to G- – they took fastballs to get to the spinners. And so this dude gave up like six yeah. runs in one and a third. And it wasn't like little ones. Like if you know curveball's coming, you get a lot of time to take a fucking hack on that thing. And that's what they were doing. They were hunting. Yeah. And then they tried to do the other thing and then go back to the hard-throwing righty, right? And it – was well, you, ooh, it was interesting for sure because it was like then you had like backdoor 97 three two count runners on second and third and the guy's leaning out over the plate and then just shoots it in the four hole to score two it's like oh yeah not only not, not only are they they taking advantage of the pitcher being put in front of them but they're not making mistakes on that pitch because by the way if you try to go up to the middle or roll over um the you, I'm sorry, if you try to pull it and go up the middle on a backdoor sinker, you will just top spin it. See, that's the just other how it thing. Sorry. Like, it's hard to be able to There's take. no way to recreate a stimulus like a baseball pitch, like a baseball pitch. Like, there's no machine in the world. There's no drill. There's, like, it's literally, yeah, like, it's, like, you have to have somebody <laughs> that can spin it in a variety of ways at a higher velocity that exposes you to the idea of like, yeah, you should hit the outside pitch the other way. But what happens when it moves towards your face 19 inches, right? Like what now? <laughs> like it's gonna happen. So shout out to shout out to a couple of our new guys we got at uh, TBC, Sage and Matt. 
the two of our new pitching guys, one of them got to work with a pro the other day, and he added a few inches to his slider, and I believe it went from, like, somewhere in the double digits, but it wasn't over 13 to 19, right? And this guy's a big leaguer. And you think about somebody's capability to move a ball 19 inches, right? That's like, oh, that's, that, this is a 34-inch bat, right? So that's, that's a lot, right? And you're, yeah. you're seeing that 10 to 19. Yeah, Matt remembers, 10 to 19, right? But even 10 inches, right? Like, you have a plan until you see that. So it's like, yes, your BP routine is awesome that you're, you've been doing with your travel ball team. But the other part of it is, is like, your guys are exposed to things that they're not training, right? Like, even if you're not training the best slider in the world, they need to have days where they're just seeing sliders all day in BP, and you're just like, figure it out. That's it. That's, that's all I can tell you, because yeah. that's one of the things that I've noticed is, like, there is an element to sinking or swimming where, like, yeah, Tommy caught him. So there's our catch. He caught him. He was like, yeah, it's gross, right? So it's like. So shout out to Tommy. He got to, he's a 15 year old kid. He got to catch a big leader. That's pretty awesome, right? And and he did well. Which uh, yeah. again to a high school kid, this is just showing you how good an MLB pitcher is. He didn't have to block one ball in the whole bullpen, right? Like, can you do that, right? Again, that's another quality of a pitcher. It's like, can you do that? <laughs> like, can you like and spot up and not make mistakes like you're spotting up and not put the ball in the dirt these aren't drill things these are just like you're a dude you're just a dude yeah i do these things i'm on a roll today don't drink celsius they yeah. have a lot of caffeine yeah i was gonna say that yeah i mean i'm wired <laughs> a good i feel thing. like the first sip like it just starts like going down or uphill whichever hill we're on yeah that's dope. Uh, I would I would say pro, I'm pro caffeine. I've, I saw that Neil deGrasse Tyson. I mean, granted, he's not a medical professional, but like I just like his logic and stuff. And he he was talking about all these people that go from caffeine to like no caffeine, and I'm like, the benefits in the long run like are still better just to train caffeine your whole life. I'm just like, thank it. you, thank you, somebody. Or like the withdrawals and like it just makes you, like your brain works better. You just don't go crazy. Don't have 14 coffees in a day, guys. Just have one. Have two. You know? I was guilty of it. I was guilty. But like, I, I think the caffeine has a good point. So a pro oh. <laughs> Just don't right. overdo it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody's different on the size of overdoing, right? It's like the big gulp of, of uh, coffee you know I mean? right there. That is tremendous. Yeah, for sure. But tell me something. Yeah, zero shame on the coffee again. But see, look, I drink, I drink this, right, I drink right. this like within like three it. hours. I'm not drinking it. I'm not just yeah. Red Bull. <laughs> so I gotta ask you this, yeah. going with my rant here, but you know what pro hitters are capable of in the moment, right? We're not talking about drills. We're not talking about training, right? You've thrown some of your best shit, and guys put a barrel on it, and you were like, what the hell was that? Yeah, I know you've done it, right? So it's like, yeah. what were some of the things that you've seen guys do on some of your, like, wipeout pitches? Um, the, uh, so for the guys that know me, my I have multiple versions of cutters, and one of my favorite ones 
is I call Darth Vader, which is dark. It's dark and evil. And it's just this like Radledge slider that the optics to the hitter is it goes, it goes like a, the pattern is like a seven clock on the action, on the movement. But due to the right-handed hitter's eyes, it looks like it just disappears because it's more down. Um, and that's just like changing the spiral axis and what I'm doing. And like guaranteed swing miss, guaranteed for a very long portion of my life. And I remember playing the spin of Salem and I spotted it right on the black like I wanted to. And he ran out of the box and it looked like he swung a three iron and hit a freaking three foot line drive at a hundred miles an hour past our first baseman. And I was like, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. He just ran out of the box and just like tennis slapped it at the, at the first base. Yeah. This poor human almost yeah. died because he squared it up, you know? So, that that was pretty like interesting. Um, seeing guys open up, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like a literally just like a, like, yeah, and just like holding the barrel up in the yeah. air while he's running. Like, oh shit, you know, um, that was crazy. Um, the first time I saw somebody like cheat, step in the bucket was interesting too. Where like, and and none of these people were American, you know. And it got to the point where I could see, like, guys that held their feet position were, like, American. And the guys that were, like, willing to be athletic and yeah. mobile in the box were for sure Latin and much. Yeah, dude, players. what you just said, I, dude, I tell so many kids, like, land with your foot open more than you land with it closed. Like, you can do more stuff. Like, it, it's – and going back to what you just said, like, having that dynamic foot placement is, like, such a thing that nobody – really uh gives credit to but what you just said right well they think it's impossible to to heel spin right like oh he he can't do that and i'm like well i watch barry bonds do it all the time you can pull up a youtube video of barry bonds hitting 700 home runs in a row and you can watch all these up and in pitches he heel spins and his front hip clears he doesn't scissor and he hits it just in more into the maccabi cove same Guy goes right center, blocks off his front side, under rotates, and is still able to smack the ball out to left center. So yeah. I hate this either or thing. Like it's just such a ridiculous. I mean, like you can't swing at the, a pitch up and in. You cannot swing at it the same way you can swing at a pitch down and away. Just no. And like an up and an up and in hang job slider that deserves to be hit to the moon, you can't swing it that yeah. the same way as a fastball 100%. up and in missed. They're in the same, they're in the same location, but you cannot approach it that way. And it can't, it, you will miss the ball. has to enter the zone to meet that pitch, the optimal angle, they're just different. They're just way different. Right. Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's, that's why when I'm watching swings and I'm watching guys and, you know, all Birdo and the pros that were here, like, I'm trying to figure out what pitches are working and are not working and trying to give them direct feedback so they can either work on those things or be aware, you know? Being humble doesn't work as well as being aware. There's also a lot of truth in that, you know? I'm a 36-year-old out-of-shape pitcher. But I mean, you're in baseball strike you out, shape. We should probably... You're in baseball we should, shape. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. It's true, but... I know, but I'm not throwing this anymore. The, you're the Matt Stairs baseball player. You don't really need to get ready until the six 
<laughs> and then you're good. Like, Matt doesn't even show up to the game until the third inning, right? Like, he just got here. Like, Facts. and then Facts. he's probably going to smoke a couple, yeah. a couple heaters, have a beer, sit in the hot tub, loosen up. It's the sixth inning, then he gets geared up, probably takes two hacks in the cage, walks into Citizens Bank Parks, ties it up with one swing of the bat. God, who's better than Matt Stairs? <laughs> well, and once again, we're throwing that guy fastballs. Like, what are we doing? Bro, <laughs> so here was another thing that I was wanting to, to really pick your brain about that had to do with hitting and pitching, which was the idea of, like, where are you really trying to showcase your dominance as a pitcher? Are you trying to showcase your dominance and your ability to get through a complete game? Or is your ability more showcased than, I don't care how many innings I go, but I'm just going to get as many strikeouts as I can and minimize my walks? Like, what's – like? Because one of the things that I'm trying to get a, a realize or a, a, a grip of realization on is like, what are youth pitchers trying to do to better tell my guys? Because like, what's cooler, a complete game or in high school, five innings with like eight Ks, nine Ks? You know what I mean? Uh, well, I you know, it really depends on. I think you have to have a conversation with yourself on like what you're trying to do you know i mean uh if you're trying to develop yourself as a starting pitcher then in high school you're trying to throw you, you know i think it's a privilege to get to the ninth inning it doesn't happen all the time you don't have the things put together you know so yes you should be trying to strike people out as fast as possible is what the answer is you're not just because you go three two doesn't mean you're trying to strike the guy out you know what i mean Right, so like I can, if I can strike you out on three pitches, I would love, I would love a nice nine pitch inning, right? Because if I go nine pitches and in nine innings in a row, that's only eighty-one pitches. Right. So we got nineteen to play with, right? So that's it's just not realistic that you're going to be like nineteen to eighty-one strikes. You know what I mean? So you're you're you have to have capacity to throw a lot first, and then you know you have to develop sequences and adapt your strategy to the situation, right? Getting a strikeout with a runner on first right. and no outs is not productive. Getting a double, getting a double play ball and then getting the strikeout would be the better formula of what you're trying to do. So yes, that would require throwing more breaking balls with a runner on first base to get the ground ball. Duh. Doesn't mean you throw fastballs in this situation, but um, I don't think everybody knows that. I don't think people know how to engineer in a nine inning game, especially when you're like facing the same guys each at bat. That's where, you know, the the, dis, the disservice to these travel ball kids in an hour and 30 minute game is you're only facing a guy twice. Like, you can just spin him to death. You, get, you, face, you face the same guy four times. Like, that's so, the time. It's going to be pretty freaking hard. To unpack what you said, would you give more credit to the guy that can throw more innings as a starting pitcher throughout a year at a younger age? Uh, I would well, it wouldn't be like total innings. It would be okay. like average okay. innings per out, you know, because these kids are only these kids are only throwing like four innings, so it doesn't even count, you know. Like even in 
that even in that even in that prospect uh, youth prospects video that we were watching the perfect game, they're playing seven inning games right. and they hit time limit in inning five. And it's like right. doesn't that doesn't count. Like you've got you know baseball's a, a non time specific game. Now I understand you're trying to do it for the sake of scouting, but like that's not when you go as soon as you go to high school or college seasons, like it doesn't that's work. That's why that I way. think it's important to like be able to understand rule sets. That's one thing we talk about in jujitsu. Like there's so many different tournaments, just like travel ball, that they all kind of have their own little rule set that you have to distinctly account for. Like certain things are allowed, certain time limits, certain things are points, right? That's one of the things that you almost have to take into account as a baseball player as you're developing because travel ball outweighs high school baseball right now. Like honestly, Travel baseball is more important than high school baseball in a lot of places because high school baseball doesn't have the ability to develop guys and expose them that these travel ball organizations can because baseball is their business. Where, not, not saying it's a bad thing, but your nine to five is a teacher and then you come and coach the team. Your job is to be a teacher, not spend all day thinking about how can you better develop these guys and then spend all day doing it, right? So like college baseball coaches, it's a paid position to be a coach, right? And I think, again, going back to what you said, I don't think I ever heard a coach talk about that until I got to the highest level. But that should be stuff that we talk about with like our 13-year-old kids because there is a element to – letting your own your own pitcher kind of work his way through stuff but if he doesn't know how to economically work through things he's not going to be able to get the three two out like you talked about because he's still trying to k the kid up instead of like bro you need a ground ball here and we go hit and you got three four five up right it's like those kind of things that they're not because what i heard when you were talking was i don't want to and i'm speaking as you I don't want to necessarily strike a guy out if I'm 3-2, but if I go 0-2, I have no problem getting that guy out. That's somebody that understands the difference between the, those two processes, right? Like, you strike a guy out on 3-2, sick. I was trying to get you out. Just trying to, like, not walk you, right? But it's like, 0-2, yeah. I should K you yeah. here. Like, that's, that's my job right now. And understanding yeah. the difference and, like, what pitch do you use here? Right? And then the same... And also, guys, you know, you got to give credit to the hitter sometimes. Sometimes you throw that perfect strike ball, and it's three inches off the corner, and he takes it, Birdo, <laughs> which we do all the time. I seem to, I yeah. seem to just, my goodness, that's so close, and he just yeah. looks at it. Great, sweet, spot. nice pitch, you know. And that, that's, yeah, he's telling that, me that, that was, was a really good pitch. That had awesome move. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. You just missed it. Yep, I agree. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Well, hey, I, I got a big man in the building, so I got to get rolling, but this has been great. Good catching up with you. Um, you know, always always great talking strategy. You know, lefty swag, you guys are – I can't wait to get our, our set whenever we're – should get hey, a little tracking on that too. you guys have a blast, um, we'll get blast that going. these things. I'd be super curious. Put the blast on the Super lefty swag bat. That's interesting. Versus yeah. your bat, like that'd be very, very interesting. Yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah, I want to see what's going to happen for sure.
for sure it's going to be interesting so all right man well you're the best thank you it's been awesome um we'll get this up everywhere please like and subscribe if you haven't so far um you know follow alex if you're up in his area go go hang out with the guy for a little bit go you know go ask some questions he's he's very intelligent he loves to talk about the game and and uh great job to you don't forget cruising series is on today um mexico's in the semis they're they're the favorite right now which is interesting but we'll see how it goes um tomorrow starts the playoffs so last day of round robin today so enjoy the games it can be watched on espn Deportes or the espn app and if you would like to watch and search you have to search in spanish this is the trick series del caribe that's what you have to search you can't write american english caribbean series it doesn't it doesn't come up. So the benefits of that was a great plug. This podcast is brought to you by Disney Plus. If you'd like to subscribe to Disney Plus, <laughs> please use our <laughs> discount code. That was great. <laughs> I saw Segura. I thought I thought of you. I saw Tom Segura uh, promoted a new like iPad app game where he like read the script and it was like, come get your heroes and legends for this beautiful game. Create <laughs> characters up to a million different variants. And I was just like laughing. Yeah, it was like top secret. That. That's yeah. why he did that. Good job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sure. I'll read that script for that. Well, hey, Definitely. Appreciate you. <laughs> Later guys. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon.